So I think we need to add a new character to the pod. It's Judge Sarah. Oh my because God. you are such a, a just person. When there are injustices, <laughs> that's a problem. Well, it's just like... His and Judge Sarah has ruled. What's your ruling on this? Okay, af- his actions after this are all his own problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to you. Listen <laughs> well, to you. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't agree? You you need a, your own TV show, oh Sarah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, Judge Sarah. Judge Sarah, yeah. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, wait, wait, wait. His actions afterward. We're you, all his own doing. You don't agree, though? Um, yeah, no, I, I do agree. I'm just not say. as vehemently, like, oh aggressive God. about it. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Deb. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And joining us here, you love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have Love, Love and basketball. basketball. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell icon um, on Apple Podcasts. Actually, I think on Apple Podcasts it's subscribe, follow on Spotify, whatever. And you can always reach out to us on TikTok at Romcom Rewind, Instagram, and also on email. If you want to fire us an email, romcomrewind at gmail.com. Sam messaged us just a few days ago saying uh, on Instagram saying, hey guys, I just recently came upon your show and I would absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Sam. I was wondering if you had planned on reviewing Because I Said So with Mandy Moore and Diane Keaton. It's one of my all-time favorites. I've watched it so many times that I've lost count. Thank you for what y'all do, Sam. Yeah, we'll definitely put that one on the list. Love and Basketball, though, is a 2000 romantic sports drama. Don't get many of those. Is that what it's classified as? That's a sports it's drama? a romantic sports drama. Yeah. Is there other ones? D- you know what? There is another one, and I've got a comp that we're gonna do later on the episode. Interesting. Okay, this is. Yeah, I'm intrigued. It's written and directed by Gina Prince Bythewood, uh, produced by the famous Stan- uh, Spike Lee as well. Love and Basketball is the story of Monica Wright, played by Sanaa Lathan, and Quincy McCall, played by Omar Epps. Love and Basketball is the story of two childhood neighbors, Monica and Quincy. It's their lives growing up in L.A., their loves for basketball, and ultimately the weaving of the tale of their love for each other as well through childhood, high school, college, and eventually the rest of their lives. And I think we're going to tee this movie up the same way they do in the movie, which is that there are four quarters to this. There is childhood, first quarter. The second quarter is high school. Third quarter is college. Fourth quarter is after college. Oh, you know what? Okay, I haven't seen this movie in so, so long, and I think I've, I've only ever seen it once. And it was probably around the time it came out. I'm not a big, um, and this might be an unpopular opinion, I don't know, but basketball is not my favorite sport. <laughs> so um, the movie's great, though. Uh, it's definitely kind of one of those classic movies that, you just see pop up on, on, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime and all these things, and they just bring it back because it it just tells such a good story. Yeah, and I think that was important because this movie is one of those, like, starstruck tale as old as time style movies where you follow along two characters over, it's like the span of 20 years, almost 30, really, probably closer to 20, maybe like 10 or 15 years. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, I don't know if it's that long, um, but no, I think probably... 10 or 15. Maybe a little bit longer. And it's kind of like how their lives, like a spider web, keep on circling back Mm -hmm. to each other. It's kind of like the notebook a little tiny bit in that way. 
Um, and not only is it this wild love story, but it's kind of a story of people who have stories. Like, they don't always just meet their love of their lives in their mid-20s and get married and ride off into the sunset. You know, sometimes you meet a person you fall in love too early, or maybe there's an ebb and a flow to where life ultimately takes you, and then and then you find this person again. That's deep. I like that. Yeah, well, hey, that's it's what we're true, all about though. on no, this It's true, though. No, it's true. Yeah. I also like that there is a sub-storyline. Everyone has dreams when they're younger. Monica and Quincy are obsessed with basketball. That is That the, is a word for sure. Obsessed. Obs- any any synonym of obsessed, yes. they are that 100%. for basketball. And and you know k- kids get into things, but you know, for some characters in this movie, they accomplish those dreams. I won't give it away, but somebody accomplishes a very important dream. Yeah. There are other characters where, you know, th- there are a million different realities where you can be happy in life and you feel fulfilled with life. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you see a vision of a lot of people who have a very, th- there's a very narrow scope of this is what I need to do for the rest of my life. And then life ultimately gets complicated and takes them in different directions. And that's okay. That's kind of the point. Yeah. I mean, I think I think having such a narrow mindset for a goal, let's say, from from childhood, kind of it's very similar to this. It could have been very destructive. It may not have worked out the way that it necessarily did for them or for the storyline with their dreams and, and whatnot. Um, and it could have been destructive. They could have gone down a different path and, and, and not ultimately ended up where they, they ended up. And I think there are, there are certain, like, you know, turnoffs on the, on the road of this yep. story where, you know, Quincy particularly you're like oh no how's this gonna end for Quincy and you don't know and he yeah that both of their stories take very unique and interesting paths and I think that's really special Mm -hmm. where does this movie fall with other 2000 literally just that 12 months 2000 rom-coms it was a big year I was gonna say okay can you name a few so what women want Okay. Miss Congeniality. Ooh. Meet the Parents. Ooh. Uh, high Fidelity. High Fidelity with John Cusack. Coyote Ugly. Where the Heart Is. Oh man. And then there's there's a few Freddie Prince Jr. rom coms in there as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, Freddie Prince Jr. Wow, that's a throwback. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. I th- actually think middle of the pack. There's some of those movies that you kind of named that I was like, well, okay, I could take your leave. Yeah. And then there's other movies that I was like, no, those that's better than Love and Basketball. But Love and Basketball, like I have to say, I think it's probably a good middle of the pack, uh, a good middle of the pack movie. Well, you? and I, I bring that up because I think so. If you asked me in the year 2000, I would say, well, like Miss Congeniality and Meet the Parents, oh still amazing movies. Hundred percent. I think those are top top tier, perfect. I used to love What Women Want, mm-hmm. and thinking back, I really want us to to do that one on the pod because okay. I think it probably aged horribly. horribly? Yeah, probably. I think that movie is probably atrocious. <laughs> watching it back now, <laughs> yeah. Probably. So, so to that end, like, I, when it came out, I probably would have put What Women Want above that. But now I think like Love and Basketball is probably just underneath those two. Coyote Ugly, yeah. Probably Coyote a tie a for third movie. with Coyote Ugly, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because Coyote Ugly, like, it wasn't a true rom-com. It was, like, more of, like, a gals movie. Exactly. Right? Like, so, whereas, like, you know Love and Basketball is about basketball, and you know it's about love. Like, you know it's a rom-com, and just has, like, a little bit of a sports twist to it. What do you think the percentage is, love versus basketball in this? Oh, God. 
more basketball. Really? I think so. What? Like, because I think they would honestly, I think at the the beginning half of the movie, it's more basketball. The latter half of the movie is more love. So what's the percentage? Hit me. Maybe like it's like a 50-50. A oh, 50-50 yeah, love and basketball? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Because at first when I initially said it, I was like all about basketball. But then I really, I you, you gave me a second to think. Yeah, I, I'd say it's like a 70-30 love, 70 basketball, 30. Really? Yeah, I think it's more love than basketball. And that's okay. There's different time periods where they're both willing to give up either. Well, let's learn about some of those time periods now. We w- yes, okay, let's dive in. With the first quarter of the movie... We meet Quincy and Monica between the ages of, let's say, 10 and 12. Yeah. Um, the scene is Los Angeles, and Quincy and his friends are playing basketball. There's a new boy in town, rolls up to play with them. When Quincy and his friends agree, like, okay, yeah, you can play with us, that boy is a girl. <gasps> it's dun, Monica. Dun, dun. It's Monica. She's just as good at playing basketball as them, and actually, Quincy has a pretty big chip on his shoulder because his dad plays for the L.A. Lakers. His dad is... Zeke, he's Isn't a he playing the Clippers? No, he's a oh, Laker. Oh, he's Laker. So Quincy kind of thinks like he runs the block. He is the ba- he's the future basketball god. And Monica kind of gives him the gears. He pushes her down. She cuts her chin. And she continues to have that scar for the rest of the movie. But we do begin to see the beginnings of a bond between Quincy and Monica. They're starting to hang out. There's a little thing where... You know, he asks to be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. You want to be my girl? What do I have to do? I guess we can play ball and ride to school together. When you get mad at me, I got to give you flowers. But I don't like flowers. How about Twinkies? Okay. I think we got to kiss now. For how long? Five seconds? That ultimately ends in turmoil, but they're bonding. He pushes her down when she basically says, like, I'm not going to do everything you want me to do. And I was like, oh, my God, like the the 12-year-old boy pushes a 12-year-old girl. Like at that point, you're usually pretty like don't hurt girls. Yeah, you're, you're guy, right. right. But but, but Monica did establish oh, herself yeah. on the basketball court. So totally. it's, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing between the two of them that will continue on. For it is, yes. Yeah, it was um, it was a good opening to the movie, though. Like it was a fun, a fun way to open it um, with the, you know, I mean, I think Monica's goal is ultimately to be the first woman in the NBA, right? Yeah. So that goal you kind of do see throughout this movie. And this this is her striving to do so, like to get through that glass, that glass ceiling, you know? I think it's really important that this story was told from Monica's perspective and not Agreed. from Quincy's perspective. I love that it was told from her perspective. Because even when we see her as a kid, you know, you see her love for basketball, but also you you start to see this confused understanding of, oh, but I'm different though. And oh, nobody thinks I'm going to make the NBA. These boys don't want to play basketball with me all because I'm a girl. Which is why I think this movie ages a lot better than others because yeah. it is it, it deals with a lot of things that were a bit ahead of its time in terms of feminism feminism well and that there's that athletes women female athletes are still dealing with right like i appreciate yeah i appreciate the take that it was from monica's perspective because women today are still fighting to be equally paid the same as men as professional men that's a little awkward that like this movie from the 2000s we can be like wow what a trailblazing movie <laughs> nothing's changed <laughs> 
is kind of horrible. Yeah, I mean, we've not done anything to fix this. That's still think, a problem. I think slowly the hopefully the stick is moving forward. I don't know how fast it is, but you know, you think of male dominated sports like hockey. You know, they they've had to create their own their own program, and um, in Canada and the U.S., I mean, their hockey female hockey programs are are stellar. They're amazing. Um, you know, you think of football, the the NFL. That is the only. I was about to say I. All I male dominated. Have There's no idea. never. Yeah. I don't even. And correct me if I'm wrong. If there is, that's awesome. But I don't believe that there is something equivalent for women. And it's just the stigma that women aren't as good as men or aren't as strong as men, so they can't play with the guys. And some of that, sure, but women fight to be equals and. It's just unfortunate that the yardstick hasn't been moved further, but I did really appreciate that this um, this movie was done from Monica's perspective because the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle is ongoing. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that leads us into the second quarter of the movie. So yes. now we're, yeah. we've jumped forward to high school. Yeah, so 1988, high school. I believe Monica's in her last year of high school, and she wants to get recruited. All of her... Um, all of the players at her level and caliber have already been um, recruited, recruited to college teams. Yeah, yeah, and and kind of her goal here is to be recruited. Quincy is also trying to achieve that goal, except he's he's kind of got it in the bag because of his dad. Like huge nepotism here, which is hilarious. Well, but he's also a good ball player. Like yeah, I was gonna say Quincy is a, a good ball player, but we definitely yeah. see you know his dad's in the stands. His dad, it seems like, is trying to become an agent or a head office NBA something. Yeah, it's kind of never really clear. Like I almost want to put subtitles because couldn't it, it's he speak he's such a low bellowing voice <laughs> that you can't always just like if it's really really quiet you can't always hear what he's saying yeah but the but the Quincy is Zeke's son storyline is very very clear yes he seems to be extremely sought after in the college sphere and in high school he's the guy on he's he's the guy he is the guy yes um okay one thing I noticed though they live next door to each other Quincy and Monica. Yeah. And it's really, really cute what they do here. Like when Quincy's parents are fighting, uh, that's not cute, but Quincy <laughs> will go go out the window and knock on Monica's window and go and sleep in there because he doesn't want to hear his parents fighting. But I just thought that they they just have such a an interesting relationship. They're not best friends. They're They're not at odds with each other, but they're there for each other in a way that no one else is for them. But he is a senior, and he's still in a single bed. That is something that I noticed. <laughs> That's something and I you like, noticed. I was like, I gotta write this down because, like, this is just why is he in like, his? Why single is he bed? in a single bed? And he and it's funny because the scene previously, like, previous to this one, his mom is like hounding on him about him bringing home girls. Like, where do they fit in? Like, where do they sleep? Uh, I don't think they sleep. I was gonna say there's not much sleeping happening. No, definitely not. Probably. You know, a single bed. You can put two bodies on top of each other. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, you can do that. Really, that's really well. exactly what's happening. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yep. you're adorable. <laughs> Where are they gonna sleep? <laughs> I don't not sound like a cartoon character. <laughs> well, I hope not. Min- Minnie Mouse over here. Oh my god, I am oh, getting over a cold, so I do. I don't sound like myself today. Um. Okay. So then. It kind of goes quickly into um, the last game of the season. This is Monica's ultimate, like, last shot to be recruited 
by a college. And she does ultimately get recruited, we find out. Yes, we do. Um, she handles her business out there. Yeah. Another key part of the second quarter is the high school dance. Mm-hmm. So one person we haven't talked about is Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union's in this. Yes, yeah, she is. She is maybe a little bit of a love interest for Q. Yes, I also want to point out she does not age. Gabrielle Union? Yeah, no, she has not aged in 22 years. Uh, I, I believe that. She looks the exact same. She looks amazing. Oh, yeah. I just had to say that. 100%. So Q ends up taking Gabrielle Union's character, Shawnee, to the spring dance. Monica takes, like, an older guy? Yeah, one of her older sister's friends from um, He Goes to College. Mm. Oh, and we did get a nice little... Um, how much did you love this, Sarah? Do you know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> no, about? No, I don't. I'm really. <laughs> we had a little glow up, like oh my God, makeup yes, moment yes. with Monica. Yeah. yeah. Even in it, okay. That you know, this might be an offside question, but I, I just find it funny that like even in like a really empowering movie, <laughs> there's still the moment of, but we got to do your hair and give you like a nice necklace and stuff, and like, yeah. what happens when we put makeup on you? Oh my God, you're beautiful. I think yeah. I mean, she she looked great. Um, she, <laughs> she looked did. fine. Like I think she looked good before. Like but we still had to she's all that her. You know. Yes, yes. I think it was supposed to be for a moment where, um, well, one you make like Quincy's jaw drop drop, but also uh, the relationship piece with her mom. I think yeah. that was kind of what yeah, the storyline right. was there for. Um, Monica doesn't have a great a great relationship with her mother. Um, she doesn't think her mother supports her and she's kind of embarrassed by her mother being, you know, a homemaker, a stay at home mom, that kind of thing. Um, where like she should be going out there and getting and, you know, shooting for her dreams and everything like that. So it's a weird dynamic between the two of them throughout this entire movie. Um, so I think that was a piece of like of of peace between them. And at this dance we do get like another really weird moment where Q is dancing with Shawnee. Yeah. Monica's got her guy. They're dancing. But both Monica I know. and Quincy are just staring at each other. It's dancing. a long, long look. It's a little uncomfortable. I'm going to be yeah, honest. Yeah. It, it was a lot. And that culminates in, hey, you know, they end up, um, spoiler alert, guys. At the end of the second quarter, they hook up. They do it. They do, yes. And she also finds out that he's also going to USC. And so they're going to college together. We're into the third quarter. It kicks off freshman year. So a few things, you know, she seems to be struggling with the team a little bit. Uh, she finds out that she was kind of, you know, the second choice after somebody had gotten pregnant and dropped out off the team. Um, the, the team's riding her hard. The coach is riding her even harder. Um, she's just struggling. Whereas Q is the big man on campus, loves the attention, loves everything about it. He's playing really, really well. He's like the star. Um, USC for the male basketball team is like doing stellar. I think you're burying the lead here, Sarah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I And then I did get to a third point, but you you go. I know which, what you're going to say. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that Monica and Q are dating. Yes, exactly. They are dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to like, you know, just set up the scene, like how they're both doing, you know? But what, what they're doing is each other, Sarah. <laughs> they are true. dating. They are. Yes. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't think that that's where this movie was going to go. That they would just, I, I thought they were going to go their separate ways and then come back to each other and go their separate ways, which happens which, yeah, I was gonna say, they, in a they little ultimately bit. ultimately do. Yeah, but no, they're, they're full-on relationship mode here in the third quarter. Yeah, they are. And like their relationship is really solid, which is interesting when things start to take a turn. So it turns out that Q's dad has been cheating on Q's mom, yeah. on his wife. Um, she hired an investigator 
um, after, you know, rumors came out that he had gotten someone else pregnant and um, all of these things kind of just start to come out and leak out. And at first, Q doesn't believe his mom. And then Q, Q's mom says, no, like, I hired an investigator and, like, look at these pictures. Here's the photos, yeah. This is, yeah. Like, proof and everything like that. And um, Q confides in Monica, as per always. Like, you know, their relationship is quite strong and everything. And this is the part where I'm just kind of like, she would never ask you to do this. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a sticking point. But your expectations of her doing it for you because it's your ego, your life, your problems, you expect her to, to drop everything and drop her career and drop her like everything for you. So what ends up happening is Q asks her to skip curfew to stay out and talk on the benches. When she says, well, why don't you just come back to my dorm? I'll be in for curfew and we can still talk. He's going through an emotional moment. He is, fair enough, but still, there was an alternative way to handle this, and he didn't. She says, no, like, I can't miss curfew. I'm starting tomorrow, and if I play well, then, you know, this kickstarts my career, essentially. And he basically just takes that as she has no time for him, she doesn't care about him, and she has everything better in her life to do. So I think we need to add a new character to the pod. It's Judge Sarah. Oh, my because God. Because you are such a, a just person. <laughs> and when there are injustices, that's a problem. Well, it's just like... His and Judge Sarah has ruled. Oh What's your ruling on this? Okay, af- his actions after this are all his own problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to you. Listen well, to you. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't agree? You you need a, your own TV show, oh Sarah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Judge Sarah. Judge Sarah, yeah. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, wait, wait, wait. His actions afterward were you, all his own doing. You don't agree, though? Um, yeah, no, I, I do agree. I'm just not say. as vehemently, like, oh aggressive God. about it. Like, yeah, he should have just, she gave him an option. Like, listen, I, I got to go back to my dorm. Give me a call when, I'm, when you know, give yeah. me, like, I'm going to be there in, like, 15 minutes. Just give me a ring. We can keep talking. He needed somebody in that moment. Though. He needed, she he gave, needed her there. She gave the option for him to come back to her dorm, though. Like, the option was still for her to be there. Just Just for the walk. That was it. No. Yeah, it was just for the walk, and then, you know. Oh, I understood it as, like, he was going over to her, her like, dorm nah. to continue talking. Nah. Oh, this changes things, no, doesn't it? No, it doesn't change anything. We have anything. new evidence no, for the defense. No, it doesn't change anything. I don't think he would have been allowed in her dorm. It was just for the walk. Well, where do they have sex, then? Yeah, but it's after curfew is what I'm saying, right? Oh. Okay, they, well, they have sex before curfew, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> in her dorm, though. Yes. But after curfew, guys got to get gone. So she was like, walk me back and then just give me a call. Oh, regardless, that doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. change anything. <laughs> the ruling has it been made. It does not change anything. His actions afterwards. Good for Monica. She starts the game. She plays awesome. And the coach basically says, like, you're up. This is my best scene. Yeah, this is my best scene. When when Monica's coach at USC tells her she will be the starting point guard moving forward, I want to shake things up. And Monica is not necessarily pleased, and the coach is like, what's your deal? (laughs) And Monica says, you know, you're always riding me. I got the impression you didn't like me. And I love this because this is true in so many different scenarios. It's a very transferable thought process. The coach says, I only yell at you because you have potential. When I stop getting on you and when I stop caring about you, that's when you should be worried. 
And I think that's such a transferable, like that that happens in so many different ways, and especially in sports. Agreed. If the coach is not like concerned with what you're doing, if you're not doing your job, you're probably not going to have your job for much longer, <laughs> or you're you're going to be on the bench for the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 And so Q plays in in his college game that night too, and he plays awful. They, I don't know if they lose or the win. They win regardless. He does not. They have lost. A, yeah, they lost. Okay. He has a terrible game. Um, he's just kind of falling apart a little bit. I think he's having he's having some major emotional issues with his learning his dad. You know, his idol, his his hero, is really not all he is cracked up to be. Well, and I think his love for basketball is probably tied a little bit to his love for his dad. Yeah. So it might be a little bit of an identity crisis, like my dad isn't the hero I thought he was. So he's he's a little bit lost on the game. Yeah, and they go to an after party. So both teams, the USC teams, they go to an after party. And he's already been drinking, and he isn't in the best of moods. And Monica sees him at the party talking to another girl, and it was like, what the heck? Like, what is happening? Yeah, they're just talking. Right, they're just <laughs> talking, totally. Um, and Q gets home and his dad is there trying to defend his cheating. And Q tells his dad, like, he's dropping out of uh, freshman year and he's going to play pro, which, like, I think a lot of pro teams were kind of after him at this point. But he's kind of spiraling down. Right. And his dad, his dad was always like, listen, you got to you got to stay in school. You got to get an education. This basketball can be your gateway to a great career in other things. Monica goes to see him. I think it was pro- it was probably the next day or so. Um, and he, this the girl who he was talking to at the after party is there, and they're going for lunch. And Q is super awkward. And he's like, "Oh, Monica, do you want to come to lunch with us?" And Monica's like, "Um, no. Like, I came to see you to see if you wanted to talk more, but clearly you have better things to do. And clearly, we're done. We're done. And so afterwards." <laughs> they break up yeah i i just want to throw a quick thing in there yeah. monica walks into quincy's place in college there are two dudes on the couch oh my God, playing yeah. video games yeah when you were in college if someone on a random tuesday afternoon walked into your place yeah what are they most likely to see occurring <laughs> um i was probably watching how i met your mother <laughs> and not doing homework wait you you just recently finished watching how i met your mother uh no like i had watched it but i never watched the last season so you fully rewatched the entirety of how i met your mother yes. and that's what you were doing in college too that's yeah or i was sleeping i slept a lot and then i would go out oh my god you're so boring <laughs> how go boring out at night. i would college? go out at night if i came over to your place what are you doing sleeping how well, i met your mother well, i slept during the day god and then, are you <laughs> then we had a bar every night for you know going out <laughs> watching TV. Anyway. And so now Monica and Quincy are broken up. Yeah. Splitsville, USA. He actually breaks up with her. You forgot to be there. That night you wanted to talk about your dad. I had curfew. What was I supposed to do? Stay. If I stayed, I wouldn't be stark. Or at least you got your priorities straight. I never asked you to choose. You never have to. I'm a ball player. If anybody knows what that means, it should be you. And so that's why he he cheated on her and did what he did, which super shitty. Again, his actions after that point are all his own. Judge Sarah is here. I've spoken. Where's the gavel? He has been sentenced. Fourth quarter. Barcelona, Spain, and LA Lakers. So yeah, Monica is playing. There's like a, a women's league in Barcelona, or I guess in Europe. And that's where she's playing. 
Yeah, she's been there for seven months. The coach gives the teams very riled up speeches that essentially are all in Spanish. Are all in Spanish. Monica has no idea what he's saying, but the gist of it is just give Monica the ball. Yeah, she and she has all the fame and glory. Not that she desires the fame and glory. She just wants to play basketball. She just wants to play basketball. And she actually, the girl who she took over for point guard for USC, they end up playing each other in their European championship. Mm -hmm. She plays for Italy. Monica plays for Barcelona. Monica ends up winning. But we do get a really nice moment where they both go out to dinner together. Yes, yeah. And I think I think this part's important um, based on like what something that we were talking about earlier because Monica was kind of like, you know, I'm not totally in love with being here in Spain playing basketball. Like, I kind of want to be home. And uh, the, the duality is that she absolutely loves it. She's like, hey, well, what's the deal with these Spanish boys? Monica's like, I have no idea. And she's like, really? Like, Italian guys love me. And back to what, what I was saying before, I think, you know, there are different versions of how your life ends up, and you can still be extremely happy with it. It doesn't need... Like, you know, that everybody in this movie had a very narrow mind of exactly what they wanted to mm-hmm. do. And, you know, Monica goes to Spain to play pro basketball, but doesn't really love it. I got to get back. We see how Q's version of his story is going yeah. shortly, and that's not working out. But, but this girl could be totally content for the next 10 years of her life playing basketball in Italy and just, you know, having the time of her life. Yeah, and I think Monica realizes that she, you know, misses both her family, but also misses Q. You yeah, know? and, and, and it, that that just isn't for her, exactly, and that's cool. Exactly, like basketball at this point has taken a little bit less of a front seat for her, and there's other more important things for her that she's realizing with this time away. So Q is with the LA Lakers um, after not finishing college, and he's really been bouncing around teams, and this is his last team that we see him with. Well, and that's always a bad look for a guy who's been in the league yes. for a few years, and he's bounced around that many times. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't found a home yet. Yeah, um, and this game, he seems to be turning uh, turning it around. He, you know, makes some moves and makes some good baskets, and then he lands on his knee and he tears his ACL, which can be career ending. I was gonna say ACL is minimum like I don't know. 10 months maybe it's it, that's a long rehab of an injury yeah. and this coincides with Monica she just won the European championship and she is returning to the US of A she's actually in LA hanging out with her mom and she sees Q so they've been chatting they're catching up it had been years like it's been years since they've seen or talked to each other and I can't remember if it's five or seven years but five okay five years yeah so it turns out he's engaged to Tyra Banks. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even need a name. It's just yeah, Tyra Banks. It's just Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks is Tyra Banks. Like yeah. she needs no introduction. <laughs> um, and it's funny because moments before Tyra Banks walks in, she tells Q that she's going to stay in the U.S. I I totally think her telling Q this, like Monica telling Q this, is to gauge his reactions to see whether or not there's a possibility of love there. And then walks in Tyra Banks, his fiance. Dun dun dun. Can I do my what should have been right now? Yeah, why not? I think this movie did Gabrielle Union, Shawnee's character, so dirty. Totally. Because I think they should have and could have easily set her up as being the recurring will they, won't they with Quincy. Because Tyra Banks, like, what did she even bring to the table? She was prissy and, like, (laughs) you know, she was the, the L.A. wife to yes. the L.A. Laker player, sure. Yeah. But I thought, like, in the high school scenes, 
Gabrielle Union is only in it a few times, but I think she brings the same fire oh, as Monica. I agree. And I think that would be like a nice little back and forth maybe of, I, I don't know, I... I thought there was something there, and in college, when he ends up with that other girl, I'm like, who is this lady? And then Tyra Banks <laughs> shows up at the end. I'm like, why we got Tyra Banks? We had Gabrielle Union yeah. the whole time, guys. Oh, I like that. I like that, because like, she could have been, she could have followed them along, but more academically, like, you know, not as a pro athlete, um, and just always kind of been there. Like, exactly. As back, you know, as the, you know, in a way, second choice, right? Like, that that would be more mm. threatening to me than oh, Tyra totally Banks agree. showing up at the yes, end, yes. you know? If yeah. Gabrielle Union showed up at the end, I'd be like, oh, yeah. are they going to make it? Are Monica and Quincy <gasps> actually going to reconnect? Oh gosh, agreed. Who okay, cares no, about Tyra like Banks, this. guys? Okay, no offense, Tyra. So I'm going to give a quick fact now. Gabrielle Union actually auditioned for the role of Monica, oh. but she was told she didn't look like someone who played basketball, oh. um, even <laughs> though she did. And I'm wondering if that has anything to do with her having done Bring It On. Like, what does a baller look like? Shut up. That's stupid. I know. I think she would have done a good Monica as well. But I did like who who played Monica. Um, Yeah, Sanal. Sanal was good. And so Monica actually has a heart-to-heart with her mom. And um, prior to this, like, again, they just have a very strange relationship. But there's something earlier on in the movie where her mom says, like, you got to fight for things and you have to know when to let go kind of like that's not the direct quote but that's kind of the conversation and at this point in the movie she says when I was talking about you got to fight for things that you love and things that you want I was talking about you and Q you got to go for it if you're if you are all in you have to tell him that you're all in and so she does she confesses her love for him you asked me what was missing what from basketball you woke me up to tell me that it's not fun for me anymore because you're missing what I'm trying to say is, I've loved you since I was 11, and the shit won't go away. We haven't talked since college. You wait two weeks before my wedding to tell me something like that. <sighs> I don't know, I probably should have said it two weeks ago. You still think the sun rises and sets on your ass? Well, guess what? It doesn't. Then why are you so upset? Because you don't pull this shit on someone who's about to get married. She wants to play for that love. She wants to play him in a game of basketball. Um, one-on-one, and um, because she believes that he also still loves her. Tiny, tiny bit too cheesy for me. Really? Yeah, well, so so I, I like the throwback because Monica is now, yeah. you know, yeah, I got to get Quincy back. So she does the classic childhood thing. They're now in their mid-20s. She goes up to his window. She knocks on the window. He jumps out. They have this heart-to-heart. She's like, play me one-on-one for your heart. I, 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 I'll play you. What? One game, one-on-one. <laughs> for what? Your heart. I liked the, the, the throwback, though, and that's why it's like, it is my best scene. because That's your just, best scene, okay, well, yeah. Just because I liked it, because when, ultimately, she loses, and... She realizes that, like, I just put everything on the line and I still lost and he still didn't choose me. But then he says the line. Tell me why. Double or nothing. And that was the line that I was like, oh, that's good. You know, like, that was a good way to finish it. I just didn't like the setup of, like, we're playing basketball. Oh, for yeah, her. I know. Like, I would playing basketball for love, like, that's maybe a conversation. <laughs> and maybe that's, that's like, the topic of the movie, love or, 
loving basketball, but like maybe like challenge them to one on one, and then during the the game you get into a heated yeah. discussion about stuff. Just the whole like playing for love, yeah. I mean that part, but otherwise I loved the double or nothing line. You know, like when when she ultimately loses and realizes I just lost him like forever, and then he turns around and says, you know, double or nothing, and then they kiss. And then we do get a beautiful, this isn't really, this is still in the fourth quarter, but really it's afterward. Yeah. We get a really cute vision of, well, it's not a vision, it's it's what's happening, is that Q and Monica, they had a kid. Q and the kid are in the stands, the stands of what? The WNBA. The WNBA has now launched, and um, Monica is on the LA Sparks, so... She kind of got her dream of playing in the NBA, or I guess the WNBA. She's in L.A. And Q, we're not sure what he's doing, but I think it's back to the whole different versions of how this story can end up, and and you can still be extremely satisfied with how your life is playing out. And I think Q, although he's not playing basketball anymore, I think he's in the right place, and I think he knows he's in the right place, even though that dream didn't really work out. Yeah, and I think like that's kind of what I read, right? When, when it broke down the movie itself, it was that he loved her so much and wanted and chose her over everything else, chose her over basketball. So he's not playing basketball anymore, um, and which was a nice way to finish it for me because it, you know, going back to the Judge Sarah, um, you know, his, his thinking that she needed to drop everything for him to be successful or for him, you know, to worry for her to worry about his problems or what was going on in his life and to be there just like his mother was for her fa- his father. Right. right. Like, I think that's kind of what his expectation was. And I think in the back of my in the back of his mind, he always knew Monica would never be that, which may be why he struggled so much with that relationship. But in the end, I loved that it finished with her being you know, the powerhouse basketball player and him being completely content and happy sitting on the sidelines with their daughter. And there was a quick, and I think this is back to the whole Tyra Banks character wasn't going to work out with Quincy because he was talking about how he did want to go back to school and that once she heard about it, she'd just say it was the painkillers and no, 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 you're, yeah. you're going to rehab and you're going to play again. So we don't know what Quincy is doing. He's probably going back to school or went back to school, but regardless, he's happy to be Monica's cheerleader now. Yeah. Loved it. Quick facts. This is the directorial debut of Gina Prince by the Wood. Alfre Woodard has played Sanaa's mother in three different films, Love and Basketball, Something New in 2006, and The Family That Prays in 2008. Kobe Bryant can be seen standing on the sideline when Q is with the Lakers and shoots and misses a three-pointer. Wow. In one scene when Monica was living in Spain, she is watching an episode of Family Matters, which her guest, which she guest starred on the show in 1997 for the episode Revenge of the Nerds. After playing a smooth-talking player in Waiting to Exhale in 1995, Dennis Haysbert was hesitant to play another cheater. He told Jet he took the role because then I saw the emphasis on the father-son relationship. That was something that was close to my heart. The scene where the character Monica is pushed and receives a scar was added because Sanaa has that scar on her cheek in real life. Gina, the director's script, sparked a bidding war after a reading at the Sundance Institute with Spike Lee's production company, 40 Acres and a Mule, winning out. Nike sponsored Love and Basketball, which saved Gina, the director, from having to spend money. She also suggested that the company began making dresses after Gabrielle Union's iconic line in the film, Damn girl, I didn't know Nike made dresses. 
The director and her team also were awarded free flights in Barcelona after Tyra Banks, who played McCall's fiance, agreed to wear a virgin flight attendance uniform in the film. The movie was going to end with the double or nothing line, but the WNBA's existence came at the perfect time. Omar and Sanaa starred together the year before in the movie The Wood. Sanaa Lathan, Monica Calhoun, and Regina Hall would star together in The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday. This is the second film in which Omar Epps has played a character named Quincy, the first being in 1992's thriller drama Juice. There, Epps played Quincy Q. Powell, as opposed to Quincy Q. McCall in this movie. Five years earlier, Omar Epps and Tyra Banks played a romantic couple who were college athletes in higher learning. Omar Epps and Regina Hall both have connections to Scream 2 in 1997. Epps played the boyfriend of Jada Pinkett Smith's character in Scream 2, whereas Hall played a spoof of Pinkett Smith's character in Scary Movie in 2000. Fourteen years after the release of this movie, Gabrielle Union, who played Shawnee, would marry NBA All-Star player Dwayne Wade. Unbeknownst to the director, leads Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epps started dating prior to filming. USC wasn't the first choice for schools. The director originally wanted them to go to her alma mater, UCLA, but they said no. And they also tried to go to Stanford, and they said no that the movie's characters didn't exemplify a Stanford student. Gabrielle Union auditioned for the role of Monica, but was told that she didn't look like a baller enough, though even though she was. The actors playing young Q and young Monica couldn't make it through the kissing scene during rehearsals. They kept running away laughing. <laughs> That's hilarious. The crowd at the Crenshaw High School's basketball game were all locals. Even the USC college ball players were actual real players as well. Honorable mentions. I don't have one this week. It's got to be Gabrielle Union. Ooh, yeah, Come on. Right. You know what? This this movie does have a lot of very high profile actors in like sideline roles like Alfred Woodard, uh, Dennis Haysbert, uh, Harry J. Lennox. There, there's so many but Gabrielle Union, I think with the time she had on the screen, and like I already talked mm-hmm. about in my What Should Have Been, yeah. I think underutilized. Um, yeah, I, I think she was great in this movie, and I wanted to see more of her. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that, that's, a good, that's a good honorable mention for she, sure. She brought some fire and pizzazz when she was on screen. What Should Have Been? I already did mine. Okay, yeah, my What Should Have Been is that both the female and male teams should have played in the same arena. Ah, that's more of like a I mean, uh, um, ball court, ball court. That's more uh, of like a worldly, which should have been because I think it's the a wor- it is a worldly. Which been. <laughs> this is a, this is I a, agree. Like, a societal, yes. which should have been more. Because <laughs> there's literally no reason why they wouldn't be able to play in the same place. Um. Well, I mean, if the games are on at the same time, maybe. But schedule it so that they're not. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Or All like right, schedule sure. it different days. You know. And before we get to rewatchability, um, I just want to say I think this movie gets the Devin convince the guy in your life seal of approval, which <laughs> is a new designation I think that we can give to romantic comedies that I think oh, okay. the guy in your life yeah. will enjoy, you know, a little bit, as much as you probably. Okay, do you think that they would enjoy this movie more than Fever Pitch? Ooh, yes. I think they would. Okay. Because Fever Pitch is just 
Jimmy Fallon being an, an incessant fan. Oh you know, I you know I don't. You know like why Jimmy you don't Fallon. like Jimmy Fallon? I don't like so Jimmy it's Fallon. It's very difficult for you to give him any. But this one is like real sport. Like these people are playing actual games yes. as opposed to a guy watching people play games. I so so here's here's the comparison, and this is what you want to say to the person in your life. Okay. It's basically basketball, for the love of the game. It's a great movie. Kevin Costner. It's raw. <laughs> it's real. It's more of a story of like psychologically how does life, love, and sport, how does all that collide in one? That might be a romantic comedy for the love of the game, for love of the game. Yeah, I feel like you could write sports Hallmark cards. Sports for Hallmark. Love, for love. Okay, niche market, Sarah. Uh, yes. I don't yes. know. Like, who <laughs> wants sports Hallmark cards? Men. To profess their love in ways that they understand. Oh, yes. Right, right. Because men are like knuckle dragging. We, we don't understand emotion. <laughs> How do I? Okay, I didn't go. Oh, the... You said it. I did not oh, go Oh, no, there. that that is true. Yeah. So you're saying like <laughs> frame it in a way that a man, you're like my Stanley Cup, baby. Yes. Is that really? Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. That's so now let's let's continue this thought process. If I handed you a <laughs> In card that said you're like the Indy 500. You know what? Some like some people. <laughs> would how would you feel about some people would appreciate that? Wh- how how would you appreciate it? I would think it's creative. No, you <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up. You would hate it. Well, you know what though? Like, there's some cards that Stop I've trying to justify. You. I'm not. I'm not. But it's just really like I just think you know there there is a niche market there. There we need the male skewed version of the cheesy hallmark card yeah like we make quite the pair but when you're talking about it you're talking like a fruit pair like you know huh oh my god i hate right right that's my point but if you did it sports wise (sighs) men might appreciate the cards more right you might get men going out and buying six dollar cards overall (laughs) rewatchability okay so mine is as follows chemistry four storyline four thirst factor 3.5 imagination three soundtrack 3.75 cheese 3.75 for an overall score of 3.7 whoa yeah it was a good movie i got chemistry 4.2 storyline four imagine or excuse me thirst factor three okay imagination 3.3 soundtrack 4.3 your cheese though it's down to a 2.9 okay. not because of the the basketball game at the end Sure. But because of how we established the basketball game at the end, I'm sorry. But that gives me an overall score of 3.61. Wow, okay, we're pretty close. We're very close. Nice. Great minds. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Love and Basketball. Next episode, though, is going to be a mailbag. So if you have any thoughts, opinions, questions, things that you want to chat about, you can hit us up on uh, mail, well, email. <laughs> romcom rewind at gmail.com um you find out our address that'd be a little weird instagram at romcom rewind and on tiktok thanks for listening <laughs>